If you've ever thought of quilting your own projects but just don't know where to start, I have the perfect first steps for you. I've put together a PDF guide. I call it Three Steps Toward Freehand Freedom. These are the baby steps, but they can help you move past your overwhelm and show you that yes indeed, freehand quilting can be learned. So if you'd like to snag this PDF, there's a link in the show notes, or if you're an Instagram user, just message me three steps. That's the number three, S-T-E-P-S, and I'll send you that link. Let today be the day you get started. The biggest thing that I have had to really come to terms with is that you do belong in this space and you can be in this space. Whatever your space is, take up the space and while you are there is be you in it. Welcome to Measure Twice, Cut Once, the podcast where we hear quilters and other crafters' stories and draw encouragement and even life lessons from them. I'm your host, Susan Smith, and I'm coming to you from my quilting studio, Stitched by Susan. This is where my long arm, Lucy, and I spend lots of hours doing freehand, edge-to-edge quilting. And if you're not a quilter and those terms mean nothing to you, it's basically doodling on the surface of a quilt with a 50-pound writing utensil with needle and thread attached at high speed. And if you are a machine quilter, I invite you to tune in to the live and unscripted events that I host on my YouTube channel, also called Stitched by Susan. They're on the first and third Friday of every month, and they are usually one project from start to finish in real time, and they're streamed live. So they're interactive, meaning you can ask questions and get answers about a project while I'm working on it. So I invite you to join me there again the first and third Friday of every month. The quilting community, as I'm sure you already know, is so diverse, so colorful, and supportive. So I invite you to listen in as we meet a new quilter each week and hear their stories. Today's Pins and Needles is brought to you by The Will and Dave Show. Hi, I'm the Will Half of The Will and Dave Show, a short little podcast that myself and the eponymous Dave like to record talking about the things that really matter to us, whether that's social, political, or pop culture. Usually we don't see eye to eye, but more often than not, we can find some common ground in there somewhere. And now, back to pins and needles with a quick tip for all you sharp quilters out there. I think most quilters will agree that how you press a quilt really matters, really makes a difference. But it's not only your iron and your starch and so forth that make a difference. Your ironing surface does as well. Most traditional ironing boards were made with garment construction in mind, so they'll have the tapered and curved end, usually on the left, that's intended to fit into sleeves and curves and areas of garments to help press them smoothly. But it's not ideal when you're working on a quilt that is usually square and has long straight edges. So what I've done for my ironing surface is I've just added a topper onto it. So it rests on top of my existing ironing board. It's not fancy. It's just made from three quarter inch plywood, which I covered with batting and then with fabric. And I've just wrapped it around and stapled it onto the backside. Super simple. And then I added a couple little slats that keep it situated on top of my ironing board so it can't slide end to end or front to back. And it just keeps it snugly in place. And I have found an incredible difference and value in having those long straight edges so that I can iron long straight pieces, for example. And it's just much easier to work on a square quilt 
on a square ironing surface. Be sure to tune in next week for Pressing Tip 2.0. You know I love my coffee. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, I invite you to go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash stitched by Susan. There for the price of one delicious coffee, you are able to make a one-time contribution. I thank you so very much for your support and maybe take a moment now to refill your cup as you settle back to enjoy today's interview. My guest today is Cherise Spain. Cherise combines her love of sewing and crocheting and pirates in her business name. Just wait till you hear the play on words. We talk about all these loves in this episode and how they've grown to provide a source of income for Cherise's family. And she's been able to stay involved in her kids' lives, and it has just provided so much enrichment for her family. And of course, her kids help to inspire and sometimes help her to create some of her new quilting pattern releases. Well, hello there, Sharice, and welcome to the studio. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I am so much looking forward to this. Whenever I'm getting ready to do a podcast recording, I always quickly go back and scroll again through my guest's Instagram feed just to kind of refresh my memory. And my goodness, your feed is so much fun. Oh, thank you. And some say it's very pink and it's so true. (laughs) That's my color. (laughs) We call this brand recognition, don't we? That's right. That's exactly what it is. For sure. So you are, you know, again, looking through your feed, you have a number of different hobbies. And I just wonder what brought you into the crafting world? Have you always done crafts? Was there kind of an entry point or someone that introduced you? Sure. Actually, I have actually always been a creative type person. Um, We can even go back to high school. I cross-stitched for a bit. um, And that's when I did my first we'll call it a quilt. It's never finished. It's, um, yeah, it was, I jumped into the deep end of learning how to foundation paper piece pre YouTube buy a book. And I just, I didn't read. (laughs) So anyways, um, skip forward several years and I should say decades even, but, um, in 2010, I had moved to a small town in Missouri And I just, honestly, I didn't know anybody. So I was trying to meet new people. And I found this group that did all different kinds of crafts, uh, embroidery, cross-stitch, crochet, quilting, uh, kind of you name it. And it was really the crocheting and the quilting that stuck and kind of took over my creative brain. And I I just, I haven't turned back since. That's awesome. Honestly, I've had the same experience with quilting. I've I've done crafts all my life alongside my mom too and, and know a number of different ones. But as soon as I really got into quilting, boy, everything else just went by the wayside. <laughs> and I struggle because like um it was finding the time between quilting and crocheting, but now I've found that balance where like in the evenings, especially now after my kiddos go to sleep, um, that's when I can sit and veg and crochet and during the day when I need to think and sew and they're at school, uh, I get to do the quilting aspect of it. So uh, I, I found my my balance and the way to do both. It was kind of hard at first. I believe you. Okay. So you <laughs> still have young children. Yes. I do. Um, I have a seven-year-old. Um, she's in first grade, Lillian, and I have a six-year-old, Brian, who is in kindergarten. Um, they are just, goodness, they're so, they're so funny. And they have 
become a part of my creative life too. So I started off, you know, doing crochet items and quilt items for them before they were even born. And then just they've evolved into as I started to make this into a business, I have, you know, basically had the chance to work with them. They've helped me with picking out colors and fabrics and they've helped me with packaging patterns. I mean, it's truly a family business. Oh, that is so invaluable for your kids to be able to, I don't know, just it's way, way better than go to work with your mom day for one day. You know, (laughs) they get to be involved in the whole process from beginning to end and what an appreciation they'll have for what it is to be an entrepreneur. Yes, it's very different. It's funny because I really got that from my dad. Um, He is for as long as I can remember, been his um, own boss, uh, business owner. And now he and my mom do that. And I I don't know if it's genetic or what, but now it's my turn (laughs) to do that and take that step. Don't you think when you see that sort of example for you, you see how wonderful an entrepreneur's life can be entrepreneur. Boy, there's a lot of syllables in there. There Um, is. You know, there there certainly are cons to it as well, but there are so many advantages. And when you've seen that firsthand in your parents, you know, you're you're picking up the baton and going on with it and perhaps your kids will too. Yes. And it's it's nice because um, it's that flexibility that it affords because I, for years before, like when my kids were babies, toddlers, I was, you know, mostly a stay at home mom. Um, I worked part time just so I could still feel like an adult (laughs) at times. I've had Um, conversations here and there. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I still wanted though, to be a part of their lives more often, even when they went to school. So meaning being able to do the stuff with them for school, being there when they got on the bus, being there when they got home. Um, I wanted to still have more time. And doing this has afforded me that opportunity to be able to be flexible for them when they, you know, when they need it. And I I just, it's, it's been great. Good for you. That sounds grand. So your, your Instagram handle is that the right term? Is yes. <laughs> so hooked on treasures, which I just think is the coolest name because you sew and you have crochet hooks. And so there's that little play on yes. words. Was that kind of a family event coming up with that name or did you just have a aha moment one day? It was more of an aha moment in combining the the sewing and the crochet in, into one. But when I initially looked, just so hooked was taken. So I said, okay, well, we have to go somewhere else with this. But I, side note, and how this kind of all comes together, is I have this thing for pirates. <laughs> and uh, so that's where the treasure aspect came in. So in my logo, you'll notice the crossed hook and needle on purpose, you know, kind of the X marks the spot deal. And so I, when I added the on treasures to it, it was my way of incorporating my fancy with pirates too. Of course, there's the ultimate (laughs) pirate hook as well. That's an impressive play on words. Wow. (laughs) Well done. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's very, as my family said, oh, it's so Charisse, but (laughs) it really is. And I think that's kind of the point. That's the purpose is you want to make it your own and do your own thing. And so, yeah, I just kind of incorporated lots of those things that I loved all into one. I love that. So, you know, again, scrolling back through your feed, you recently crocheted 
this is your combination too of the two arts. You crocheted, it looked like a pillow front that was crocheted, but the pattern of it was a quilt block. So, you know, half square triangles and other pieces in that. Is that like crazy hard to do? Like I know how to crochet, but just the idea of changing threads like within little elements stumps me. Is It can be a challenge and getting that coordination with your fingers when you're doing color changes, but it was part of the Stronger Together quilt and cross stitch pattern that I did in conjunction with that cord shop for Black History Month. It was also like a fundraising um, initiative for us for United Negro College Fund. As we're working through the quilt design and they're fantastic cross stitchers, designers, they put together the cross stitch design to go with the quilt design. It clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, you know what? I can just actually use the chart for the cross stitch pattern as my crochet pattern. And that's when I just, it was very last minute, which was crazy because I was in the process of a move. I was doing the sew along and all these other things that were happening. I'm like, oh yeah, let's just throw in one more thing. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Why not? You know, just jump into the deep end. So I incorporated that with it as well. So I just took the cross stitch pattern to use it to crochet the same design um, into a pillow because it's, they're all single crochet stitches. So it comes out much smaller than it does from the, the quilt. And of course, bigger than it does from the cross stitch. It's kind of in between. So it made for the perfect pillow. It just kind of did a border around till it was big enough and, and it worked. It's impressive. Okay, Thank but you. back up and tell us a little bit more about the Stronger Together Quilt Along, kind of the premise and the purpose of it. That looked like a very rewarding project to me. It was, it was. I had probably, you know, more fun than um, I even thought I would to begin with. But um, between working with Kimberly and Jocelyn at Fat Quarter Shop, uh, they, um, Jocelyn and, and Kate had asked me, would you like to design the 2022 quilt? Uh, for Stronger Together. I was part of this sew along for 2021, which was their first year doing it. And I said, well, yes. I mean, I, how do you say no to that kind of opportunity? It was just exactly. kind of like, absolutely. So I worked together with Jocelyn, who is, is their lead designer. And we even had, you know, one day, a few hours, we're playing with fabrics and, and mixing and matching. And um, so that's, where the design came from. I am more a low volume, softer tones kind of person, but I know there are people that like more of the jewel tones and brighter colors. So we went with two different colorways even to kind of, um, and of course people are going to choose what they like also. So either way, but I wanted to try to get a different variety. Mm -hmm. So we did two different colorways and what we did was instead of paying for the pattern. Um, we asked people to donate to the United Negro College Fund um, for what they would have paid for the pattern. So the cool thing was, uh, yay, we met our goal of raising $10,000 um, with everybody's help for the UNCF. And then the Fat Quarter Shop also donated additional $7,000 toward it. So it was a nice donation and fundraising event that we did as part of Black History Month to help this organization who helps, you know, young black students be able to get a college education. You now, as a college graduate is extremely important to me and to 
also to, you know, help others to do the same thing as well. So it was, yeah, they're so rewarding on so many different levels. Like I can't even tell you. (laughs) I can see that. And your face just shines when you're talking about it. I can see how much it means to you. And I, I just so admire the way that you're paying forward, you know, the good gifts that you've received. And I, I just love that. Well, thank you. And so it was a quilt along too, right? So people would have purchased the pattern and then choose their own fabrics well, and then quilt alongside. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, the patterns were free, the cross stitch pattern and the quilt pattern, which are still out there, by the way. So if anybody still wants to download this for free, you by all means, please do. Um, they're on so the what, so what would they be website. looking for? Stronger Together? Is that the, the yes. name of the patterns? Yes. The 20, 2022 pattern um, for quilting and cross-stitch are both still on fatquartershop.com, and they're totally for free. The one last year for 2021 is a paid pattern, um, and the, what they did last year was a little bit differently, was they just divided the proceeds um, for the donation. Uh, this year, did all for free, and and people just gave it the kindness of their hearts this time. So it was it was awesome to see. And I just bet knowing quilters that they were pretty generous. That's just oh yes, quilters are <laughs> exactly, absolutely. Like and you know, it's one of those things. Is because we have this is not exactly a um, cheap hobby, so to speak. You know, so we are invested, and we like to invest in not only our craft but into each other. Um, and to other organizations. And that's just one of the things that I found about the quilting and goodness, just creative community period is investing in other people. It's just remarkable to see that. And to me, that's also one of the high points, the pros of being an entrepreneur is that you get to choose. You get to choose to put your time into those projects. You get to choose, you know, where you want to give your money, what you want to support. And I, I love that freedom to choose to put, to put my investment, as you say, where my care is. So good. Exactly. I wonder, Sharice, if you can, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but I wonder if you can think of a quilter or honestly a crochet person too, that you admire, that you really look up to and have followed and that's been kind of instrumental in your journey. Oh, goodness. Wow. Oh, yes. There are several that I have, you know, that are inspirational, if you will, that I look up to. I mean, many for many different reasons, but I think um, a couple that stand out. Um, one is Mary Davis of Mary Go Round Quilts. Uh, when I really started to get involved in, in more so like in the Instagram community, uh, which I fought to the nail to begin with, but either way, once I got there, like she and I, um, we initially met through her program, um, her membership for quilters of color. And we have done, you know, several collaborations since we've known each other, goodness, probably a year and a half now. I don't know, going on two years. I don't know. Um, But actually, since her membership opened up and we've just kind of been partners in Quilty Crime (laughs) over the past few years. We did like a a quilt along with the Dream Big Panel from Hoffman Fabrics. It's that big flower that you see people free motion quilting. Mm so we did that together and we've done several other things and it's just been, I, I just love her and the support that we have there. It's just been um, just phenomenal. Um, another person would be uh, Elizabeth Chapel from Quilters Candy. Um, I started pattern designing before I actually took her pattern writing course this past fall, 
Yes. And I got the chance to a meet her and to get to know her. And, you know, cause I had been doing it for about a year roughly, but I mean, there's still so much to learn at that point. That was I'm still very green. I feel like sometimes, but meeting her and then even just that community that I met in the course has that support and that just the, what you learn from other people and each other as you go along has just been invaluable. Um, honestly, I just, I came across the, this group and Mary and a few others um, in a time in a personal level uh, where my life was, it was kind of um, a little bit of upheaval <laughs> and a lot of change and, and things just uh, are not going so great, if you will. Um, but I found that support and that comfort from those people in a way that I just would never have imagined and kind of really helped me to get through some of those harder times that I was going through. And so those are, those are the ones that stand out, uh, from, you know, just off the top of my head, I can think of others that just designers that, um, I enjoyed their work. Um, like I recently started to do some improv just to use up my scraps and to try it out. And um, Carol Lyle Shaw, she's just a phenomenal improv quilter. So I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm not at her level yet, but I was like, just, you know, I'm, I'm working to try to get there. And I initially started doing curves. I learned that back, um, I'll say back, but um, from, uh, from Daisy at Warm Folk, um, she was my introduction to curves and to learning those. So this goodness, my list could get really long if I don't cut myself off here. <laughs> this is just fascinating though. One, one or two of those I had not heard of Mary Davis is one, but now I will go find her. So I, I appreciate yes. that. Yes. Mary go round quilts. I, I jotted it down. Awesome. <laughs> There's just such a um, remarkable community surrounding quilting. And, you know, maybe this is true of other, crafty or arty endeavors. And I just don't know it because I'm immersed in the quilting world, but I just find, and I hear this refrain from so many of you, other people, that there is this incredible support and acceptance within the quilting community. And I love that. I'm quite proud to be part of that community. So I know you are. Yes. I can see it. <laughs> yes, there, there is. And not just from a standpoint, from a creative standpoint, but just on a, a personal level where, um, you know, especially as, um, you know, black female mid forties coming in and there's, there was stereotypes that went along with quilting. And so that initially was kind of maybe a little bit nervous, if you will, but it just, it just seems like a just, it, all those things are just, we're quilters or, or crocheters, you know, whatever, we're, you know, artists. And it's just none of that matters. And yeah. we have this share of the love of whatever the craft is that we do. I'm so glad you have found that to be true for you. Yes. Okay. I have a couple, well, I should back up for just a second. We happen to be recording episode one of season two of my podcast. I've completed a whole year. So I'm trying wow. something new this season. Okay. I'm going to do a couple of rapid fire questions and they're sort of either or, and they don't really have to do with quilting. They're just so we can okay. get to know you a little bit. All right. So when you're in your crafty room creating, do you prefer sweet snacks or salty snacks? Salty. All right. And when you're working, do you work barefoot or do you always have shoes on? 
slippers, actually. <laughs> oh, look at you go. Find a loophole. <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't like to have bare feet, but I don't like to sew with shoes on. It's, you know, I drive with shoes, but I cannot, you know, sew like on the pedal, my sewing machine with shoes. It's weird. Isn't that so true? Like you just can't <laughs> correctly operate the pedal of a sewing machine with a shoe on. No. It just doesn't work. So slippers <laughs> is a great idea. Yeah, I can't do it. I don't know how that is possible. I agree. I agree. Okay. And do you drink coffee or tea? Coffee. Of course, I was going to, I was chatting with my husband about these questions, right? And we're trying to narrow them down to make them quick. Because I'm like, well, there's coffee and there's tea and then there's frou-frou drinks because, you know, there's the <laughs> strawberry acai refreshers, you know, right. that's a little long for a rapid fire question. <laughs> Well, I'm firmly in the coffee camp too. Yay. So what's on your horizon these days in your work studio? Have you got any new projects underway or maybe new pattern releases we can be expecting to see soon or books? Uh, not books, but just recently um, I had a pattern published in Make Modern Magazine. That was uh, nice. in their March issue. Yes, I love working with them. They are um, a nice modern quilt magazine out of Australia, uh, the digital magazine. They're, it's fantastic, the content that they have. Um, so that happened last month. And also in April, which is just on the horizon by the time this airs, it'll probably be April. <laughs> um, I do have a new pattern called tavern window coming out um it is a wall hanging slash baby quilt either way you'd like to use it um and it's fun because uh, my kids and i were having a shrek marathon weekend and this that's where the idea for this design came from so it's kind of funny my kids wanted me to call it shrek and i said i can't do that it's not allowed <laughs> <laughs> oh too bad <laughs> right I, I was like oh that would be fun it's like oh I don't think DreamWorks would be so happy about that. So, so, not so I'm to. curious, do they kind of see the connection between the movies that you were watching and the pattern that you designed? Like, are they kind of invested in this pattern? Oh, sort of. And I was, cause I will, if I see a, like something that sparks my attention or my interest and in, in, inspires me to get it into a quote format, I, you know, I take pictures, I take pictures of random things and they're like, oh, mama, will that make a good quote? I said, I think it will. And so, you know, then we talk about it. And then when I actually get into the design aspect, I'll be like, you know, I'll ask them, you know, about the, between the picture and the design, what they think, and they get involved that way too. <laughs> it's kind of nice. That is so nice. You're, you're training up some artisans right there. Good for oh, you. I love it. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's definitely, she is very artistic as well. My son could probably take it or leave it sometimes, but you know, that's okay. If it's not cars and trains, you know, <laughs> these days, Pokemon, not really interested, but either way, he still will get involved and he'll compliment, oh, mama, you made a nice quilt. I like that. Those are pretty colors. <laughs> so great. So great. Well, I will be sure to add um, links and information in the show notes where folks can find your website and awesome. follow you on Instagram. And see your pretty pink pictures. <laughs> okay. And one last thing before we go. I always like to ask my guests if you have a little gem that you would like to leave with our listeners. It doesn't have to do with crafting. can be anything about life or crafting or creating. Whatever you like. A little thought to leave with us. Sure. And actually can be both uh, crafting and creating or just life in general. It's the biggest thing that I have had to really come, I don't say come to terms with, is that you do belong in this space and you can be in this space, whatever your space is. Um, 
own it and love it and take up the space. And while you are there is be you in it. Um, Enjoy what it is that you are doing and also put your own spin on it. Don't worry about what so-and-so is doing or, you know, what your neighbor's doing. It's just enjoy your process enjoy your space and be you in it. And you're right. That is great advice for all of life, for all of life. So thank you for that. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Well, thank you for having me. I have had so much fun. It's been great. That's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on the listening app of your choice? And please, please do share this episode with your friends that you think would enjoy it. I'd love to hear from listeners who'd like to nominate a crafter with a story to tell. If you know such a person, or you are one, email me at info at stitchedbysusan.com. So until next time, may your sorrows be patched and your joys be quilted. <laughs>